Hey guys, just a heads up that in today's episode, we'll be talking about the existence of both Harlan Williams and Harlan Ellison. So if your children are sensitive to talk of speculative fiction writers or washed up comedians, maybe skip this one. Thanks. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me this morning in Dallas, Texas, is Meredith Mahan. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Bobby. And good morning to your four cats. Thank you. They all say hi. Excellent. In the Everett Studios in Everett, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Good morning. And not joining us this morning... From the AutoZone Studios in Austin is Mike Frizzell. Mike has been uh, roped into brunch with his lovely wife and his in-laws. And for that, we are very sorry. Uh, But we will push through without him. And because he is not here this morning, he has passed along some ad read copy for me uh, so that we can make sure we keep making our dollars through the holiday season So this episode is brought to you by Gary's Berries. Just in time for the holidays, give the favorite people in your life a taste of Gary's Berries. Your friends and loved ones won't be able to resist the sweet and juicy flavor of a freshly dipped batch of large, luscious berries from Gary's Private Reserve. Go to robertpape.com and enter the promo code LITTLEREDBERRIES to receive an extra load from Gary's Berries. Supplies of Gary are limited, so be sure to order today. And now that we have that out of the way... Wagoneers, thanks for joining us. We'll jump in to our week in review, followed by some housekeeping and how to get involved. Ladies, I don't think we have any LRB business this morning, do we? I don't think so. Mm-mm. All right, we'll dive right in, starting with Monday, episode 2010. Mistakes were made. We're going to skip over the Christmas talk this morning, as we've had our fair share of that recently, uh, and start with a review of the mistakes from Friday's show, confusing. Harlan Williams and Harlan Ellison. And I'm just looking now and realizing I spelled at least one of them wrong on the run sheet. A mistake I never would have made before last week's shows. Um, I'm not sure why this mistake hit Luke so much more than any other of his mistakes on the show. Well, because it was such an absurd one. Well, yeah, but I mean, I feel like I feel like we let these guys slide with a lot because they sort of run it like live radio. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. I feel like on a given week, uh, a name swap wouldn't be a big deal. Although we did misfire like three different names on Friday's show. Well, and he also messed up his correction. I think that's a good, a big part of it. <laughs> oh, right? that's a good point. Right. <laughs> so this is a double, double mess up. <laughs> at least. You know, yeah. have you seen the, the SNL skit Fox and Friends where at the end they just... That that's the best part is they have a scrolling thing that says all the mistakes they've made. Yes, I have that, seen that. That needs to happen on Fridays of, <laughs> of TBTL. I feel like Stu, now that he works for Infinite Guest again, could just come in and tag that on to the end. Like he could just yes. come through and read through a bunch of quick notes. 
Though I don't think they're paying him to be a full-time TBTL fact checker. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, the mistakes don't bother me. I don't really have anything more than that. Sometimes I hear them and I groan. I, I sometimes hear them and think that that'll just be good content for us, but I hate to hear Luke get down on himself so much about it. Yeah. I, I think Harlan Williams is really funny. I've seen him do live comedy, although he sells his, you know, like uh, comedians do, they sell their wares at the end, you know? Um, and I really think that he's missing the boat by not having a six minute abs um, video. What is he ripped? Well, from, what was it? Something about Mary? What what movie was that where he played a serial killer that was... Um, the whole nine... Or- do you remember? And he was he came out with a video that was six minute ab- or seven minute abs. I am get- not well versed in Harlem oh, movies. And the, and it, he's like, you know that, you know that um, video? I think there was abs. something about Mary. And then he got off at the rest stop and like was going to murder someone. Do you guys remember this? Okay, yeah, someone's going to remember. And ben, you're, you're right. It's because it's him and Ben Stiller in the car. I just Googled yeah. it. You're right. It's something yes. about Mary. <laughs> The yeah. image search. Yep. <laughs> You're right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not insane. But in it, he's talking about how he's going to make a um, abs video, but that it's one minute less than the famous one. <laughs> and I think that Harlan Williams should put out a video of that because it would be hilarious and I would totally buy it. I'm trying to come up okay. with some sci-fi joke about a Harlan Ellison workout video but i've got nothing (laughs) uh the top story for monday was this north korean pop music featuring singles like let's support our supreme podcast with arms oh no wait that's what i wrote (laughs) so i have a follow-up with this is i sent it to my papa q who's a, a south korean pop star and said can you please tell me what they're saying and he said this song, I don't know, because it's North Korean song. I'm sorry. And I said, oh, I thought you guys have the same language, North and South. And he goes, yes, the same language, but this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I did a little reading about this band and their Wikipedia page is fascinating. You should definitely <laughs> oh, really? go check it out. Yeah. And I learned that they recently, they were going to do a concert in China and it was canceled like two hours before they were scheduled to go on for mysterious reasons. Did they so all defect? I, I fear for their They're uh, all their lives. <laughs> or they've all been put into work camps. Remind yeah. me the name of the group. I didn't take it down. It's Moranbong. And it's spelled like Moron. No. Yeah. Moranbong. Moran. M-O-R-A-N-B-O-N-G. Well, it's a shame we love our intro music so much from the Smittens, or maybe we could mix it up a <laughs> little bit. Maybe we could go out with that. That song too. was something else. Uh, we get an email from a federal employee talking about just how terrible their holiday party setup is. Sounds like so, mine. Yeah. Why have it? That's what's so I annoying. Don't know. Right. Just don't have these anymore. And maybe I'm saying that because I'm in the midst of I had to do a throw a holiday party on Thursday, and then we have one when we uh, after the new year again, and I'm having to do it all by myself. Let's just cancel all of them. <laughs> How's that going, by the way? I remember weeks and weeks ago we talked about this because you were expected to basically 
catch lightning in a bottle with the coolness of your holiday party. Yeah. And with the budget of the old one, which is very little because it used to be at the founder's house. And it was a potluck. So it seems impossible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we're having it at Fair Start. Did I already say that? Which is a great organization here in Seattle that um, is two parts. The nonprofit is they teach people that are homeless or um, underemployed how to work in the restaurant business. So they bring them in and they have um, chefs, uh, guest chefs teach people how to work in the restaurant industry, whether that's serving tables or cooking. And then the other part is they're a um, for-profit restaurant and it's all kind of tied in and the restaurant part pays for the nonprofit. So we're having our holiday party at the fair start and um, it's a great space. It's open air, urban looking type, not urban. What is, what do they call that? Open concept. Open concept, exposed beams. It's really beautiful. It has big, big windows that look out onto, um, downtown seattle so it's so kind of like industrial an, yeah industrial that's what i meant upscale hipster paradise exactly yeah exactly i, I have no jokes about that that sounds awesome it it's a great really place awesome. and, the food is uh, amazing so yeah let me know when to show up <laughs> exactly uh we got a voicemail about a married guy who keeps hooking up at holiday parties and i oh. make note of this because luke says that he thinks it's just a very french take on holiday parties, maybe they work for Evian or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's the French company that he... Well, I think what he meant by being... I mean, because it's terrible. This man is terrible. But that the second wife let him get away with it. Right. So that's where the French comes in. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right. it's just so commonplace to have a mistress. <sighs> <laughs> I'm I'm like thinking huh. when I was when I was listening to that I was thinking about all my coworkers going yeah, like around who, the horn. Who would do that? Oh, I was thinking who I would do it with. But <laughs> so it would be you and somebody. Zero. Okay, got it. Yeah, but zero came. Oh, up. bummer. Well, as previously noted, I'm the only administrator in my company, so I have so masturbating. Decided... Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and also, don't get a bonus because I can't bring myself to authorize myself one. So, oh. do people still get Christmas bonuses? Is that a thing? We um, actually got a tiny one this year. Oh, yeah. Sam gets a small bonus, and it's sort of intended to also like help pay for the holiday meal. She also gets a gift card around Thanksgiving. Oh, um, way back when I was an intern at the Buffalo News, it was a weird union mandate from the olden days where they used to give everyone a turkey, like literally give everyone a mm-hmm. turkey yeah. for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so now to this day, every employee gets a check for $50. Hmm, that's pretty cool. It's a lot of turkey. Yeah. Well, it's we- meant to, you know, be the meal. Yeah. And they ended up saving money because it was easier than bringing in a truckload of turkeys. Right. But it was I, just this this weird little thing that was their bonus. I fought for my boss wanted to give everyone five dollar Starbucks cards, which doesn't even really cover your coffee. Right. Um, and I fought for ten dollar Amazon cards. So that's basically our not ten dollar gift cards from Tis Best Philanthropy. I know, right? That's what I would have really Come gone. On. Although, yeah. And yeah. I don't know, I don't think people would have really appreciated it. Half the people would have, half the other people would have whined about it. So, Well, visit tisbest.org for your opportunity to buy 
a charity gift card for the loved one in your life uh, right after you order some Gary's Berries. Uh, there's a no point conversion. Uh, it's a short one. And I wrote down, it's a lovable tire fire. That was a quote, I think. Uh, basically, whenever both teams win, these guys think they're going to do in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, not the Browns. We know better. But um, the the nose is up on the Seahawks and, and they're back to being Homer fans about it. Well, I thought it was interesting that um, Andrew's having some uh, dissonance about who to cheer for this week. Yes. But also maybe don't loudly cheer for the Seahawks in the Browns bar because then you're that person that he was just complaining about. Right. The a exact weeks person ago. he was complaining about. He's going to show up in his Hauschka jersey. Oh, no, wait. That's Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tuesday, 2011, revisionist Ewok history. Uh, El Ropo, Steve Newman. Drops in to talk Star Wars, uh, but before he does, Andrew reminds Luke that he should probably do his vacation paperwork. Oh, right. <laughs> and Luke is like, what? Paperwork? Yeah, what I've never had to do, do paperwork in my life. And then, then I'm surprised we, and the next day we didn't have an um, hour-long rant about how they can't get into the HR systems. <laughs> Don't they know who he is? Right. Yeah, exactly. Why should he have to sign in? <laughs> Uh, then Luke tells us all about this project that he's setting up for CBS Sunday morning, which actually Luke pitched doing a walk-on role with the local ballet, even though he didn't get any clearance from the local ballet that that was even right. possible. Or that and it then, even existed anymore. Sure enough, it didn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, well, and also it just seems weird. Wouldn't you then abort the story instead of pushing it through? Because it's a non-story now because the story that he, I mean, I haven't seen it. So, I mean, they, they probably came up with a story around it, but the story he pitched was there's this really cool thing that the, the ballet does to let local celebrities come in and have a part. That was the story. Right. Right. And now it's, he's wearing a mouse costume and messing up the ballet for hundreds of people that are, <laughs> in the audience that day uh yeah not to mention uh ezra who is really messing up the ballet for <laughs> in so many different ways um well my instinct here is so i work at a nonprofit performing arts group if luke burbank or the boston equivalent of luke burbank came to me and said hey we're friends or we have been acquaintances at some point and i have an opportunity to put you on national tv uh, I just need to go on stage for 30 seconds and make an ass out of myself. I would probably say, here's a trombone show up next week. Right. Oh, totally. I mean, not so just, I get it. not just him, but also CBS. That's right. huge. <laughs> uh, it's just another story of Luke pulling something out of his ass and then the world bending yeah. around to make it work. Mm -hmm. And our, um, friend of the show, well, not friend of the show, um, friend of mine, Jack, works for the um, Pacific Northwest Ballet, and he had been giving us some insider information on the Stens page about what happened. So if you haven't read those, go in and read his um, updates about what happened. 
Yeah, I think we actually screen capped some of that and put it on the Little Red Bandwagon page too. Mm. It's really interesting and I'm glad it all worked out and it certainly made for some funny content, but wow, what a pair Luke's got. I'm really enjoying those pictures of him in the costume. I know, I know, it's so great. Uh, Top story from Tuesday is the Star Wars talk with Steve Nelson. Uh, This is an extended conversation about watching all six Star Wars movies with his kids and what order they watched them in. And, and I sort of zoned out because uh, I, I like Star Wars, I guess, but I don't know much about it, which, which would be deceiving considering the fact that Mike and I recently recorded an episode of nerd out loud about the new Star Wars. <laughs> you both were so informed. Yes. <laughs> uh, as most of you loyal listeners will know, since you listen to Saturday's show, um, Mike and I did that. So if you haven't gone back and listened and you need to fill some gaps this holiday season, I hadn't planned on doing this pitch, but go check out the nerd out loud podcast feed. The last episode is, uh, me and Mike, uh, basically ever since takedown podcast ended Luke, rather, uh, Tandy, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) So many inside jokes in one sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Mike has lacked a place to really cut loose. And so we just took over an episode of Nerd Out Loud and we did it under the guise of doing an episode about Star Wars. So nerdoutloudpod.com, go take a listen and hear stories that I think we would never be comfortable enough to repeat on this podcast. Um, I thought the funniest part about the Star Wars talk is that Steve Newman has discovered Pinterest for recipes. <laughs> I loved so much. I mean, because other times he's been on the show, he's it's he's been kind of dry and um, it's been awkward because he, you know, kind of yelled at Luke in a in a mm-hmm. boss type way. Yeah. Um, and I just love that he's a Star Wars nerd, and not just he likes it; he's a full on nerd. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, he should totally be on Nerd Out Loud to do an actual episode about Star Wars. <laughs> Not until I've seen it. I don't want any spoilers. I, I meant to, I wanted to ask you, so are you guys Star Wars fans? Me? You want, yeah, I mean, I know you're a general nerd, but is this a specific corner of your nerddom? Oh, Bobby, didn't you notice that I had a lightsaber above my fireplace when you were here? <laughs> and your first wedding was a Star You You came into the Star Wars march, didn't you? Yes. Yes. The Imperial March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was a dumb question. <laughs> Meredith? No, it's not my thing. My husband's super into it, and he's going to see it today for the first time, and I'm not going with him. Oh, should I? can I fly there and go with them? Sure. <laughs> Is he using the second seat for his collection? No, he has a bunch of friends who are going with. Okay. He won't be by himself. Is he going in costume? No. Okay. The, the spoiler that I've heard is that real nerds cry. Then he'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pack some tissues in his snack bag. Aww. Did you make Millennium Falcon Ritz bits? <laughs> I'll give you an update after Christmas. Okay. I can't spoil it here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is there a, what were the hot dogs called? Tattoo wieners. I loved that. I love it. Well, I, what was the original one? <laughs> I, Oh, uh, I don't know. He put a picture of him up on Twitter. They just looked like pigs in a blanket to me. Right, exactly. Th- there was nothing different about that classic Pillsbury dough hot dog trick, except that it, it was Star Wars named. Um, 
Yeah, I do like to snack. So if somebody wants to invite me to a Star Wars party where all these snacks are happening, I'll be there. Yeah, but I also recommend, um, he said, what is it, the hatchet or the machete version? Just don't watch <laughs> the first three. We watched... Right. We tried to do this. We introduced Ellie to Star Wars. And I mean, because she loves all the stuff from Angry Birds. That's where these kids know all the Star Wars characters, mm-hmm. but they're too young to actually see the movies. So we watched the f- we watched the first one and she hated it. She was like, this is so stupid, but loved um, Star Wars and um, Return of the Jedi. She won't watch Empire Strikes Back because the good people win. The bad people win. Sorry. Yeah. So she doesn't want to see it. Huh. Way to spoil Empire Strikes Back for me. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so we go from a conversation about Star Wars to a conversation about Neil Diamond. Mm. Who loves Neil mm. Diamond? I do. Mm. I don't dislike Neil Diamond. I feel... I, I know there's two kinds of people in this world, but I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah, I don't have strong feelings about him. Well, that's because right. your mother... So I have the same situation as Andrew. My mom loved him. That. She at one point she got a six CD disc changer and remember those things and oh, all fancy. six were Neil Diamond <laughs> and I wish I was joking about that so it we were forced to listen to it we would take road trips from the Midwest to um, Eastern Washington all the time and it would be a mixtape that she made of these six CDs I mean it was just terrible wow and um. And it was then it became kind of like Stockholm syndrome, I guess. Then I loved it, and now I've gone to probably about six of his concerts <laughs> with her. And it, so I, I guess I was a little bit like Andrew: you hate it, you hate it, you hate it, and then you're like, "Hey, wait, this is kind of a jam." <laughs> so I know Barry Manilow fans are fanalos. Mm-hmm. What are Neil Diamond fans? I think they're Diamond Heads. There's a name. I just I'm not that into it. <laughs> but my mom, I mean, she. She's like, I love him. Like hers is like a sexual attraction. And I'm just like, I, I like the songs. They're catchy. His voice is pretty great. He he's mm-hmm. super old, but he puts on a great show. I don't know. Diamond Heads. Diamond Heads, yes. okay. <laughs> if you Google Neil Diamond fans, Diamond Heads, the first thing that comes up is the Neil Diamond homepage titled Neil Diamond Fans Are Forever, the original Neil Diamond page. <laughs> A couple of emails, or actually an email, just one about a girl who sleepwalks and is wearing her TBTL shirt when she wakes up. Did you get her this shirt? No, this is not one of the people I got shirts for. I ferried uh, t-shirts back for a couple of Boss 10s, Kelly and Linda, um, and I mailed them their shirts, but they just got their shirts a couple of days ago because I'm terrible person um but this is someone who i believe got their shirt must have been hess another boston who was there who brought this shirt back for her friend because i think she's the only other boston who came out for the 2000th episode okay uh but yeah sleepwalk shirt i guess this is all a commercial to say that if you're a medium or a large go buy your shirt merch at tbtl.net i wish i had an extra one did you guys get your shirts Mm, me did you get a shirt meredith no meredith you you didn't get wait meredith you didn't get one in the mail no i sent you one uh i sent you and um ashley and mike did mike get his 
Oh no. I didn't mean to go into this. I didn't realize there was an issue. <laughs> I wouldn't have just ignored it. I would have sent you a thank you. No, I haven't gotten anything. Oh, I'll do the tracking. That's upsetting. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. What the US? There's a TBTL sheet thirf. Sheet thirf? Wow. <laughs> Shirt thief. A 2000th episode t shirt thief? <laughs> <laughs> I know Ashley got hers because she posted it. Okay. Huh. Maybe you should have written more than Meredith Dallas on it. Right. Care of Dallas. <laughs> I'm the only one here. <laughs> um, Just the only one who doesn't have a gun. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, as it happens, uh, I sent the ladies that I brought the shirts back their shirts and they both asked for XLs as I think everyone did. Cause they sold out of XLs already mm. and went and looked at my shirt after I did that and realized I ended up with a medium. Oh, which we know isn't happening. Right. It's not, I'm never wearing that shirt. Well, <laughs> I, I had some advice. I, I should have emailed, but I have some advice for the people that are making that merch. When I was standing in line buying the t-shirts, there were, a few people in front of me wanting 2XL. And they're like, oh, sorry, the biggest is extra large. That's the number one. Get all the sizes. And don't mm -hmm. don't oh, put it, uh, put all your eggs in the small and medium basket. Don't they know their fan base? We like our cheese. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and this is going to be a Tonight shirt for a lot of people. Yeah. So, like, it can be a nightgown. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so if anyone wants to swap an XL for a medium, let me know. Otherwise, uh, if I ever turn Sam into a 10, I guess she can wear it. Well, the, what about the sleepwalking person? They have one that's uh, an extra large, that's giant. That's a good point. Sleepwalker, get in touch with me. <laughs> you can trade. Go to the Facebook page, Little Red Bandwagon. Maybe I'll put it up for, for swap. I wonder if anyone we were sitting with, if they just got switched. So seriously, if, if we were near each other at the show and you ended up with an extra large on accident, let me know. Uh, the Goodfellas soundtrack is apparently a good soundtrack for life. And I completely forget what the reference to Andrew's smoking bird is. Oh, right. The painting. He's got uh, like one of those stupid bar painting class birds. And he put a cigarette in its mouth. <laughs> I feel like that should go up for auction. I think they said that. Someone said that, right? Yeah, because he doesn't want to display it since he likes Genevieve's better. Right. I like it. Um, I I wouldn't pay much for it, but I know there are people out there who would. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, bring in the dollars. Anything else from Tuesday, ladies? Nope. nope. All right, Wednesday, 2012, a mutually responsible, sarcastic event. Luke is sitting in a rental Jeep in a parking garage in Seattle, maybe in a mouse suit. <laughs> Who rents a Jeep? I guess that's my first thing. I've rented a lot of cars, and I have never even been offered a Jeep. Is that because well, it's the Pacific Northwest? Was it a Jeep like Cherokee? I'm assuming it had the soft top and he had zipped it off. And No, it, it has to be. <laughs> he was sitting there with his foot sticking out the window. Exactly. No shirt on. <laughs> I think probably, probably is. I mean, you had that big SUV when you came, when you came to Seattle. Well, yeah, I did. Um, but that was, actually, I don't remember what kind of thing that was. But yeah, I had, I guess it could have been a luxury bullshit Jeep. Yeah. It could have just been a free upgrade. Yeah. 
Sure. Of course he's going to get the upgrade. Of course he's going to upgrade. Or maybe not free. Maybe he paid for it. Yeah. Judging on your mouse suit, you strike me as a man who likes the outdoors. <laughs> well, remember, they on rental cars, don't they kind of charge you for the whole time? That could have put his credit card over. Oh, true. Only $500. Yeah, they would put a hold on it. Right. right. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> it's Hunk Gary Day, guys. Is that really a thing? The internet probably says it is. Mm, yeah. So who's your Gary in your life? My daddy. Oh. Aww. I can't hug him. He's far away. No. You can send him sad. a hug emoji. Is there a hug emoji? And then make Siri read it to him. Siri. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, are you going to get to visit him during the holidays? Yes. Okay. I'm going there right after Christmas and we're going to hang out. So I'll get to hug him then. Aww. So you're going to get I a- think. Hmm. Go ahead. I, you know, the, the point that the name Gary is is going extinct is true, but that was a little depressing for me. It's like, yeah, my dad's going to die. Thanks, guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad I stopped interrupting you for that. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to say, do you get like a belated happy hug a Gary day card and sheepishly give it to him and be like, I'm sorry, I didn't hug I'm you sorry, sooner? Sorry, I missed it, dad. <laughs> Uh, an elephant never forgets, but I did. Happy Hug a Gary Day. <laughs> Christy, do you have a Gary? Um, except for Gary Busey, no. That's would everyone's you, Gary. Right. Would you hug Gary Busey? Yeah, I would, and really? I would want him to come up with, uh, a, what is it called? A acronym for my name. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, an anagram. Anag- he does anagrams, right? Yeah, C is for this, H is for this. Yeah. Oh, oh no, that's um that right. And that's an acrostic. Mm, okay. That's what I'm looking for. An acrostic poem is when they There's do the that. English major. <laughs> uh it's rusty. Uh my Gary is my grandmother's brother, my uncle Gary, uh the retired Zamboni driver. What? Be- because he is a cliche of Canadian uncles everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. He worked maintenance at the rec center in Kempville, Ontario for a long time. Kempville being the hometown of my grandmother, this little, little tiny uh, town about an hour outside of Ottawa. And his, one of his primary responsibilities, it's a small rec center with two ice rinks. And uh, he got to drive the Zamboni. And there are pictures of me somewhere on the bowels of the internet, uh, chilling on one of the Zambonis. Uh, I would have loved that. I was obsessed with the Zambonis when I was little. Yep. And then you find out they're just creepy old guys who drive them. They're just drinking scotch while driving around. Yep. So that's my Gary. I won't Mm -hmm. get to hug him. I won't see. I haven't seen him in a while, but next time I see him, I'll be sure to remind him that I should have hugged him. Uh, Speaking of creepy guys, a guy parks next to Luke, like right next to Luke in an empty parking garage. Oh, that's so weird. I hate that so much. Yeah. It's like when someone sits right next to you or right in front of you at a movie theater that's empty. Or in the bathroom in a public Yes! Bathroom. Yep. Oh! Saddles up right next to you. Why? Oh! Uh, if you guys think that's creepy, in stalls, as I assume you're using stalls, try in a men's room when there's like a dozen urinals and yet somebody mm-hmm. insists no! on coming up right next to you. What is it about people that just don't get it? Yeah. Not good. No. Um. I've only been to Seattle a few times, but are ravens really shitting everywhere? It's probably a blackbird or something. Yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of crows. 
And <laughs> we also have a lot of, uh, what are those, the rats of the bird, Grackle? bird world? Pigeons. Pigeons? Oh, pigeons. <laughs> now, Texas has grackles like you wouldn't believe. What's a grackle? It looks like a small crow, except they have evil eyes <gasps> and they will coat your car. There's one parking lot in particular that I go to for, for a grocery store a, a little bit north of me. And like they will sit, they'll be covering your car, they'll be under your car, <gasps> they'll be on the tree, over your car. It's like, it's oh, a little scary. I'm not creepy. afraid of birds. But did you look one yes. up? Yes. Don't they look like little those, dinosaur monsters? Those eyes are scary. Oh, and they are everywhere. Oh man, yeah, are they up. are they terrible like crows where they talk to each other? And do you know about this about crows? Lucas talked I've about heard it a couple crows times. Crows are smart. Yeah, I'm out I don't of my think element grackles here. Are smart. <laughs> Unless it's the black crows, I don't know anything. <laughs> well, Lucas <laughs> talked about the study at the University of Washington where. They were studying crows and how they communicate to each other. And it got to the point where the people doing the studies were getting dive bombed when they left the facilities um, and being attacked by crows. So they had to start wearing president's masks. To disguise themselves because mm -hmm. they recognize faces, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. And not only do they recognize faces, but they can communicate out to the birds that aren't in the study outside, which is so scary. <sighs> Yeah, it's freaky. Okay. I'm officially scared of crows. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Luke needs to go buy cheap headphones and does so, but then can't open the packaging. Yes, I hate and that And ends up having a cheesemonger at a grocery store cut it open for him. <laughs> I'm glad the man didn't just hand him a knife. Yeah. Yes. But also, maybe we change the name cheesemonger. What, what, what's the alternative? cheese dude i don't know i just don't <laughs> I, if i were a cheesemonger i would want i would fight to change the name I it sounds like, a little insulting yeah though. it does I, it's a name that you wear with pride i mean uh uh somalier sounds stupid but i think somalier only because like it's in somalier. french i think it's somalian <laughs> the house somalian <laughs> yes i think i i think that it, it's only insulting because it sounds french What's worse than cheesemonger is fishmonger. I was about yes, to say any monger. <laughs> Let's just take it out. It does sound insulting. I guess I never read into it that way before. Uh, Luke could really use the help of an Apple Pay monger. Because once again, he has somehow managed to double pay for something, maybe, because he's really struggling well, with this Apple Pay. Setup. I love that Andrew just says, well, have you checked your bank? No. So he just is angry. <laughs> but I I totally agree. It, it's such a new setup that people don't know how it works. And also, I've had the thing where the chip, you know, where you put it in. Don't touch it. Oh, don't look chip. at it. Oh, I hate the chip. The chip either. is the worst. And yeah. why can't they just do it where you can either slide it or chip it? But if it has a chip... You have you to have stick to, it in. But they don't all have it activated. So you no. see right. the chip thing and you have stick to say, do in. you have the chip card? And they say no. Or they, you know. Or they get I, mad I, and say, if you have a chip, you have to put it in. You have to. <laughs> so this is a conspiracy on the part of Apple because Apple Pay is so much easier than these stupid chip mm -hmm. cards. That's my thought. So when I go to somewhere that can use Apple Pay, I use it because it's quicker and Have you easier. had this experience that Luke has? No. I have had no issue with it. I don't understand yeah. what's happening with him. It could be a It's so easy. 
It could be a training issue on the side of the people that, uh, you know, at the cashier. It could be him. I I don't know. He could have no money in his bank. Well, yeah. (laughs) He needs to check the bank, though. I mean, that would have been the first thing I do as soon as I leave. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Because it's a debit card. It goes right away. Right. Sorry. Right. It's all right. No, no. It's it, I've never used Apple Pay, but I want to try it. Um uh just because it seems easier than opening my wallet. But, it is. Yeah. Uh top story for Wednesday. Luke is a mouse in a Jeep in a parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out that he is literally displacing a dancer named Ezra, uh, who is usually the dancer who occupies fat mouse suit number two or whatever. Uh, and right after he comes off stage, he has to get out of it because Ezra has to get back in and it. And do the actual dancing. Right. I really want to know what these people think about Luke. I do as well. Yeah. Well, I would yeah. be so mad. We could have, we could ask Jack. He has the insider I think the, information. Yeah. Jack, Jack is a 10 and mm-hmm. wants to keep his job and needs to be very <laughs> diplomatic. So Jack, I'm sure loves the fact that Luke is walking on. Oh yeah, this. I'm sure. I I think that they probably think that the whole Luke thing is uh probably um funny and yeah. that they like that they're going to be on TV. Well, yeah, it's right. a good publicity. National it just seems TV. like a lot of annoyance. Not right. some bullshit Seattle what is that <laughs> show called that I don't even remember anymore. Um S- Seattle AM wake up seattle something yeah it used to be <laughs> something and now it's something else and it's terrible um, rise and shine seattle <laughs> yes exactly this is cbs so well evening magazine right that was an actual thing oh that's still a Wasn't thing it? yeah that's the okay. thing that we became fifth podcast in seattle right and by process of elimination the number one podcast about a podcast mm-hmm. in western washington a couple of roundup notes from Wednesday. Um, I don't remember the context for bacon wrapped cardio served on the tip of a waxed mustache, <laughs> uh, but I was glad that it made it in as a zinger, but not as the title of the show. That would have been too much. Um, Luke and Carrie are playing ball in the house. And the lessons here, besides the fact that that's a terrible idea is that Carrie has an arm and Luke gets winded easily. <laughs> <laughs> Just catching a football yes. is exhausting mm-hmm. for him. Not, not even throwing it. Yikes. Well, he's also the, super competitive. So the fact that she can um, outdo him probably hurts his pride a lot. <laughs> yes, his pride and his stamina. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then an email from Stubot about the Mandy lyrics. Mm-hmm. That was about Heartlight right yeah. oh right but i i the the mandy lyrics was irritating to me because andrew got them wrong yes and i couldn't believe it i thought yeah. everybody knew those lyrics you couldn't believe that andrew got something wrong on tbt uh, yeah i still have hope i love stubot's line about how his wife would have gotten um std from some <laughs> rocker because if her name was yeah. brandy because yeah, <laughs> we all know a brandy right mm-hmm. yeah and he's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't picture the Brandy that I know in 2015 wardrobe. All I see is mid 90s right. jeans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I don't know any Brandies now. I don't either. But I did know them then. 
And he's right. <laughs> it's because they're all going by their middle names. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Thursday, 2013, South Dakota neckties are not a real thing. <laughs> this episode is too beautiful to Luke, as Andrew says <laughs> again. Uh, so Stubot is in the second chair for this one. Uh, it's cold in Los Angeles, and Stubot is the Sultan of St. Cloud. Uh, yeah, I love that he... Um... Yeah, just everything about it. But did you guys... So are you guys watching Fargo? No. No, still not. Did you fast forward through them talking? No, no I listened to it. I've never fast forwarded, but first... I Fargo is something that I'm going to um, binge watch in the next couple weeks. So I actually fast forwarded it. But then I started it back up and I think I heard a spoiler. <laughs> And I'm kind well, of upset about it. There might also be a spoiler talking. on the run. That's sheet, the spoiler so I heard. That's the yeah. spoiler I heard. So <laughs> we can skip over. Yeah, that let's skip want. over it because if someone did like me and they didn't want to hear it, but they... that's fine because there's there's plenty of stuff. Let's skip the slow things from this episode. Okay. Let's skip the fact that they played the Christmas movie tagline game. Oh, but how great is that game? It is great. It's, it's it's just not much to recap. No, it's great, I got though, a, I got them all. Often. Did you guys do do well on it? I did yeah. well on it. Yeah, yeah. I think well, this just proves that I want to be friends with Andrew on the outside because I think this is probably <laughs> a game that him and Genevieve play with their friends. I think that it would be so fun, probably because I do so well at it. Right. So if what you you're saying is, well. when you both get paroled, you'll still be friends. <laughs> right, right. Well, this is because outside. we've talked about in our chat that we like Bobby is a trivia master, um, and both Meredith and I go to trivia, and this is my kind of specialty: movies and um, pop culture stuff. Mm. So that's why right. I love this game. Um. The top story from Thursday was just that the Vikings like wine. I don't think we need to get into that too much. <laughs> the real important stuff. Uh, Stubach gets two Christmases and a birthday. Uh, happy belated birthday, Stu. Uh, his mm -hmm. birthday was yesterday. When you hear this, it won't be yesterday. It'll have been the last Saturday. It Or it'll be years ago, depending on when you listen to this episode. <laughs> he totally nails the um, tragedy of having a December birthday. Yep. Oh, let me tell you mm -hmm. about it, you guys. When's your birthday? December 28th. Oh, yeah, you know, too. It wow. sucks so bad. You're even worse than me, which is January 5th. Yeah, yeah. so I'm right in the middle of Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, so everyone right. forgets. Everybody. So either people are out of town or they're exhausted or they don't care or, you know. So when I was a little, it it, it broke my heart a little bit. And now I've just become bitter and old yeah. and I don't care anymore. Yeah, now you don't even want to celebrate your birthday, <laughs> I don't care right? about my birthday at I mean, all. I'm the same. And it it's so bad because... You try to have something. So Jeremy always wants to try to throw a party for me. It's very sweet. And then no one can come. And with right. every no, I start to feel rejection, even though I shouldn't mm -hmm. care because I don't go to parties all the time. It's kind of my thing, not going. Um, and <laughs> But I feel rejected and it, like, <laughs> it hurts my feelings and it's so stupid. So anytime someone says, oh, let's have a, I mean, just even last night, when are we going to celebrate your birthday? And I said, next year, let's just push it to next year i don't <laughs> want anything else just... a, a friend of mine asked me that this year and, I, and we started to bandy around dates and it was just no. like no that's not gonna work that's not gonna yeah. work how about and it hurts so it feelings. might be like february and i'm like yeah forget just it just do it next year let's oh, just go maybe. have dinner i don't care we go through the same thing here and i never want a party and i don't 
need more pre- like as yeah. a kid i was pissed that i got joint presents and yeah i used to always demand that the christmas tree be down before my birthday yeah that's not so, a bad thing to ask for right but now i just don't want to do anything and sam you know she always wants to do something for me mm-hmm. she it's sweet. she right exactly yeah and so we're a couple of weeks we're going to do my birthday we're going to go up to boston for a couple of days and just eat our way around the city oh man that's that awesome nice yeah can meredith I and i come celebrate our birthdays with you yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> come we're staying at a hotel in cambridge it'll be great awesome um because she wants to she, you know she's like in lieu of a party we'll do that and she's like well and i want to you well, let's go somewhere nice for dinner and i'm like actually i just want to go for barbecue like you need to come to Texas then. Right. What are you doing having bar yeah. in Boston? I know. I've never been and I want to come down and someday. Yeah. Okay. Someday. Um speaking of delicious food, buffalo chicken dip. How did not everyone already know about this? I didn't know about this. I just learned about it. I made it for Super Bowl the year the Seahawks won. That was the first time I've ever had it or made it. It's amazing. I guess I just grew up. You maybe grew up in, in Western Buffalo, New York. right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It sounds amazing. It's pretty great. Uh, well, it is pretty great. Um, somebody, uh, <laughs> yeah, Stubot posted you, the recipe. You made a um, comment about it, and I just want to say yes, the comment that you made because in the recipe, Stubot, uh, it said you can substitute ranch dressing. No, you can't. You can't. Right. Then it's not buffalo cheese. What is it, blue cheese? Yeah, it's supposed to be blue cheese. Yeah. Because, yes, no ranch dressing. But Yeah, no. And and Mike's not here to give us his bullshit argument about ranch dressing on everything, Texas, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Blue cheese is what you're supposed to eat with with buffalo anything. Yep. Period. Right. It cuts the spice. It adds flavor to it. Uh, I'm I'm distracted here because I'm looking for a picture of something I can't find right now. Um, I'm always amused by novelty um, food products associated with football players. Like I got a box of Flutie Flakes from the original run, which are that's awesome, which is the Doug Flutie breakfast cereal. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a I don't think they make it anymore, but for a while there was a Thurman Thomas chicken dip. Oh no. Like you would find it in the refrigerated section of the grocery store and it's it's buffalo chicken dip ready to serve. Just peel off the plastic. And it's branded with with of course legendary Buffalo Bill Thurman Thomas, which is my second favorite only behind Christie's Kickers, which were a breakfast sausage named after longtime Bills kicker Steve Christie. I think that this might I I have never seen this before. <laughs> This must be a very East Coast thing to do. Maybe. Well, also maybe very loyal football town. Maybe this is going to start happening in the next like five years in Seattle. But I don't. Sure. I don't see that actually. A lot of times the breakfast cereals are for charity because mm-hmm. I've actually got a few different boxes kicking around of different kinds. Um, I know there were like Gronk Flakes or Gronkos or something mm-hmm. out here for Gronkowski. Um, but I can totally see um, like Russell Wilson Churchios, like just little crosses or something yeah. instead of <laughs> <laughs> little, um, little um, promise rings. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
blue balls. It would just be <laughs> <laughs> it would be like tricks, but just blue balls. <laughs> I'm it. totally That's making I'm, that. I'm writing it down. The blue ball of marshmallows and little whole grain and, crosses. Yeah, whole grain crosses. <laughs> Guys, I think we're on to something. I think so too. Pitch it. Um, Andrew's concerned about dress code for a party where dressing up is optional. He's worried that he's going to tuck in his shirt and look like a sausage. Well, okay. I needed to talk about this for a second. The invitation is is not very... Uh, they need to be more specific. Yes. What what did it say? Not... Fancy dress is welcome. welcome. So Fancy party attire. Because you know all the places you've been thrown out for for wearing a suit. <laughs> well, so my, um, my holiday party... My boss wanted it to be cocktailer, which it, we call it Seattle cocktailer, which means you get to wear um, or Seattle fancy, which means you get to wear jeans um, and <laughs> jeans and a fleece. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and like it just means button up shirt for, for men, button up shirt, jeans and no tie. That is cocktail attire. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. He said when he first moved here, he was cocktail attire. And so he wore a tux. And, uh-huh. and was very out of place. Um, so just try to pick a flannel pattern that doesn't clash with your wife's dress. Right, exactly. Because yeah. she'll be wearing uh, she'll be wearing flannel leggings. So, um, <laughs> so what we put on the invitation was cocktail attire. Welcome. No. Appreciated. Hmm. So hmm. then that means that's what you should wear. But welcome that. What does that even mean? They won't throw you out on your ass if you're wearing a yeah. suit? Well, Phyllis, I think, right. had a good idea. It was the women can wear their fancy outfits and not yeah. feel out of place. Right. But there's always going to be the one person, especially in L.A., that's wearing shorts and a tank top and flip-flops. Right. <laughs> and for me, that guy's at the airport leading the charge right. for some vacation destination. <laughs> Uh, let's pick this talk up actually on Friday because we get more of it. Friday, 2014, full-blown stress hair. Uh, the aforementioned Phyllis Fletcher filling in in the second chair for a Fletch Friday. Always a delight. Uh, mm-hmm. And we start with a conversation about her hair, which through the course of a stressful week goes from its traditional triangle shape to more of a stress ball. <laughs> like I have, a Dilbert. I have, <laughs> I have very naturally curly and frizzy hair if I don't do a great deal of taming. So I can you understand this yeah. triangle thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My hair does not come in shapes, sadly. Yeah. I love that Andrew um, brought Phyllis's son into it and said, do you see mommy's hair? It's become a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, yeah. Phyllis's kid whose name i can't remember and i feel terrible about it should we say it because i know it adorable yeah oh gus yes Gus. and he has the same birthday as Stubot. right i i i emailed her or i messaged her or whatever and said i gave her advice as a december birthday person is that always wrap his birthday present in wrap in birthday wrap and not christmas wrap Mm -hmm. it seems dumb to someone who's not a december baby but it matters yeah, it does. Yeah. I really respect her her approach mm-hmm. to this whole Christmas thing too. Me too. Emphasizing the gifts that'll save him a lot of this angst that we yes. have as Christmas birthday kids. Yes. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't care, it's not going to bother him. Right. 
Um, my mom tried to spare me the over commercialization of Christmas. I don't think it was a philosophy. I think it was the brokenness and right. the <laughs> lack of effort. Same. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, but also I think Gus is a, well, I mean, I don't think he is. He, I know he's an only child, so it's a little bit different. It'll save him because he won't have a sibling that's getting spoiled in the summer right. and having well, cool and as, summer but birthdays. But as soon as you, as soon as you make friends at a certain age and start talking to them, that's going to go all out the window. Right. Yeah. Sigh. I know. Uh, Fletch is hiring for a reporter in the inland Pacific Northwest. I mentioned this for two reasons. One, Phyllis, this is a free commercial for all of our little red bandwagon wagoneers who might also be radio reporters. I don't think there are any. Yeah, there but is. If there are. <laughs> yeah. Ruby. Oh, right. Ruby. Ruby. What are you doing? Get your resume together. She would and have to, to move. Work. She would have to move to inland Washington, and no one wants to live there. <laughs> well, we're still doing this commercial directly to Ruby and okay. anyone else who might be qualified. Work for Phyllis Fletcher. How could you not want to work for Phyllis Fletcher? I know, right? If it's anything like TBTL, she'll just do most of your job for you. <laughs> Uh, including calling a TBTL sponsor to get a pronouncer on their name and hometown. Oh, I love she that she did that. She's such a professional. I love that she did that. I know. That's incredible. Um, less incredible. Andrew wasn't allowed to watch Chips or Dukes of Hazard as a child. Because they were disrespectful to cops. <laughs> to cops. I love his dad so much. Which we'll oh get to. God. Yes, we will <laughs> get there. Um, We'll just do this quick. The top story was the Wall Street Journal reporter who shot back at an asshole by being a larger asshole. Oh, man. That was giving me so much anxiety. What yeah, a dick. That is the definition of feeding the trolls. Yes. He needs to ignore those people. Yep. Um, well, and, and does, he shares feel, us. does he feel better about himself that he maybe got this guy fired? <laughs> well, he says he didn't want to get him fired. Yeah, of course he says that. <laughs> then why did he do it uh, uh yeah um to be a dick to mm-hmm. to fire off i mean i understand the rage there what he should have done sure. is i mean because he probably has a huge twitter or facebook following he should have just put the guy on blast yeah, and posted right. his name and email yeah. address but and let everyone else attack mm-hmm. him for him yeah but yeah contacting his boss is just stupid and petty and like i'm telling on you that is actually a point i wanted to make because andrew reads that super angry email exchange that he had teased months and months ago right and there's talk of like hey if somebody did that in the stens page um if you follow the stens page you know stens justice is swift and sarcastic Mm -hmm. (laughs) and entertaining yeah it is (laughs) so uh say whatever you want on the stents page but if you have an ignorant opinion uh hundreds of people are gonna pile on to let you know that you're a dumbass (laughs) when the person closed it by saying now entertain me clown boy i was so livid who is this person and why are they still listening yeah well exactly i never understood that i mean i get it more with the am radio people because they're they're just trolls but 
it takes a certain amount of effort to still listen to a podcast regularly. Who are you if you hate right. the podcast well, and you just hate and listening? How much do you love that they were the wrong one? They were doing something wrong. Yeah. It, right. I love that we had one at work that I can't really talk about, but it got escalated way too high. And it was the person just not knowing how to use an app on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Andrew's dad, Ugh. we get a clip. He's so amazing. The latest episode of After These Messages, Andrew and Genevieve's spectacularly good, well, pretty good podcast about advertising. I'm enjoying it. I don't want to oversell it, but I'm enjoying it a lot. I'd actually already listened to this week's After These Messages, so this clip was a refresher for me. Um, But it's it's really, really great. I would suggest it for Clip of the Week if we didn't already hear it twice this week from the other (laughs) podcasts. Um, but we all want to meet or be Andrew's dad, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so after hearing him this twice, I have two, two observations. Number one, I think Mike is wrong about him being a dude, bro. I think he is just an extraordinary dad and all of his like above ground pool and the four wheeler and all those things that he just, and the forts, I think he just really enjoyed being a dad and also maybe kind of stuck being a kid and wanted to have his children have a better life than he probably had as like, you know, having a dad that was a factory worker and stuff like that. And he just right was super fun. And that's how I think he is. And number two, his accent is insane and <laughs> it brought the Midwest out in Andrew but also in me. Meredith, do you have this when you talk to people or hear oh, people yeah. and you, all of a oh, sudden yeah. you're and, talking like that again? Uh, yep. <laughs> and listening to this, like as a, as a Michigander, the accent's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And it brought me right back home. Yeah. Um, I, I have an aunt who says things like, oh yeah, I seen it at the JC Penney's right. down there. At the Penney's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, I have this too. Grew up with that. I had that accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all my family from Minnesota, I get it right away. And then when I go to Canada, because the Vancouver accent is very similar, yeah, I get it right away. We had a, I had a babysitter when I was a kid for years and years who was from Canada. So on top of the Michigan thing, I was exposed to a lot of Canadianisms. Um, in Michigan, though, I mean, you're so close that yeah. we use Canadian currency, right. like U.S. Right. currency. Right. So, oh, yeah. That's all the time. In my college town, we use Canadian currency, too. Yeah. So it's, right there. so it's very similar, but uh, it, I try to not use that accent. I've been trying to get it out of my system, yeah. but it comes back. It comes back home. when you're tired, when you go home, yep. when you talk to someone. I've had on my other podcast, Nerd Out Loud, we had someone early on write in and say, I'm sorry, your show's good, but I can't listen to it because your accent is terrible. And I don't even think you can tell, but I guess. I hear it in you sometimes. So- in certain oh, yeah. words or whatever, but I mean, I don't think it's so bad. You have to not listen. No, no. Christy, <laughs> you sound like some of my Canadian cousins all the time. I hear it constantly. Oh, really? Yeah. And anytime I go back to visit them for a few days, I pick up that accent too. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I think it all the time. Um, two my gems that I wrote down from that were just eat it or wear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eat it or wear it. It's, sounds like my parents. Yeah. Which sounds like a terrible idea. Wearing it sounds like a terrible idea. Right. I love that well, so much. 
Yeah. Our option was eat it or starve. So yeah, okay. Exactly. They weren't going to do more laundry just because we didn't want to eat dinner. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, and then not just the fact that he talks about Michael Bolton, but the fact that he needs a consult. Joyce. To remember Michael Bolton. Joyce. All right. He goes, I don't know if this Joyce. was cheating. Joyce. <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> and she goes, oh, it's Michael Bolton. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that yeah. they're trying. And I, when Andrew said, this is what all our conversations are like, I totally pictured it. Them just yeah. having a conversation where 90% of it is them trying to figure out the name of the TV show, the movie, or the actor. The actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of notes left on Friday. Um, I have stopped writing down music for your weekend. So if you want to get it from the next TBTL newsletter, um, Based on a more follow-up on the party outfit um, and the possibility of wearing an untucked shirt, which we just don't need to get into, <laughs> I was amused that Andrew got up and went over to his closet I and started describing so his wardrobe <laughs> to Fletch. It what felt do- like just, it was an episode of what not to wear. Mm-hmm. I was just yelling onto my phone, just please just put on a nice sweater and some khakis and go to this mm-hmm. stupid party. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could wear his nice suit that, but then he doesn't want to be overdressed. He doesn't, you can't wear a suit with an untucked shirt. Right. Right. Oh, right. no. And he'll have to unbutton it at some point so he can't hide it. Right. Okay. Just wear a sweater. Just a, just a sport coat over a Tommy Bahama. Well, like I, sure. like <laughs> I said in our chat is that it is almost 70 degrees in LA. So then he's probably doing the math of we're in a tiny apartment because no one can afford to live anywhere nice um, in LA. And there's going to be, you know, 50 people in this small thing. And if you're a sweaty big guy, not good. Yeah. Um, As a sweaty big guy, I can tell you, (laughs) I suggested to him and I actually shot him an email, just wear a long sweater over your button down shirt. It kind of smooths everything out. You don't see where the belt is and where the, where the changes in shape are. And, even in 70 degree heat, if you're going to sweat either way, wear the sweater. It at least keeps it all kind of in a little bit. But um, that's just my struggle. So maybe one he other can note find that from... pumpkin t shirt. <laughs> yeah, just wear that. Forget everything mm-hmm. else. <laughs> one more note from Friday. Um, we actually get a voicemail from Luke. Um, which is played right after the advertising segment. Uh, and rather than recount it, I think we should just play it as our clip of the week. Cause it was pretty great. Uh, you guys okay with that? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, here is Luke's voicemail to Andrew about uh, the shows. He's not going to be on. Actually, this um, first voicemail that we want to play is not from a female. It is from a fellow named, um, let's see here, it says Luke in Bellingham, the Bay City. Hmm. Uh, This is a message that we got on our voicemail line. And Luke sent me a note. He said, hey, I left you a message on the voicemail line. Um, I did not have, I was, everything was... (laughs) A little bit crazy today getting ready for the show. So I didn't have a chance to um, listen to this voicemail yet. But so, again, no joke. Well, it's definitely not a butt dial because he sent me a note saying that he, he left us a voicemail. So let's take a listen to what Luke had to say. Hey, Andrew, it's Luke. Um, I'm backstage in my dressing room after Nutcracker <laughs> NBD. I just uh, finished up my little star turn as mouse number two. And uh, I'm really excited that you're doing the show on uh, Thursday and Friday. Um, but I, I had a thought as I was out there scaring 
Clara, the little girl in the Nutcracker, um, as I was redefining the role of mouse number two for a generation. <laughs> and the thought that I had was, um, like, I'm stoked that you're filling in, and I think you do a great job as host. Yes. But I am I'm a little bit concerned about something, and I almost don't even want to bring it up, which is why I didn't mention it on the show. Should I even keep Pete Oh, no. Um, I know it's not well, a private. Did he say, I left you a voicemail, you should play it on the show? He didn't say to play it on the show, but I thought, that, <laughs> why would he use that? Then? I don't know. Let's just hit go here. Yeah. If it's really bad, I can just cut it out. Right. And why I'm just leaving it in a voicemail for you, which is, could you try to not just turn TBTL into, like, an ad for your other podcast <laughs> for the next couple of days? Like, that would mean a lot to me because I'm stoked uh, that you're doing it. I think Genevieve sounds great, but I think that um, your main job, your real job is TBTL, and I'm cool <laughs> with a passing mention of um, after these messages, hmm. but I just don't want it to be a thing where you start talking about it incessantly or maybe playing tape from it or whatever. Like, hmm. I just, um, I would feel more comfortable if you didn't do that. So anyway, I don't mean to be weird, and um, you probably weren't even going to do that. So just like, ignore this. <laughs> but um, anyway, I just wanted to just wanted to kind of <laughs> check in on that. So, um, Uh-oh. I got to go back out there, man, and dazzle the crowd again, Walsh. So um, you have a great week and a great Christmas. And uh, I appreciate you um, respecting my wishes on this matter. <laughs> well, that leaves me in a kind of a funny position, doesn't it? What are the chances that he's actually going to listen that far into the show anyway? <laughs> Probably not great. Uh, looks like it was just a little too late. <laughs> that I, I haven't laughed out loud at a joke in a really long time. I loved it. Yeah. That was a good spoof. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah. Um, and I love what um, he said. Uh, when he said, so disregard this or whatever. You're probably not going to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Thank you for respecting yeah, my wishes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, good and with that, we'll move on to, yeah, it was a pretty good spoof. <laughs> with that, we'll move on to housekeeping. We've got a few matters to discuss. Uh, starting uh, with a voicemail of our own. Mike Frizzell could not be here today due to um, pressing lunch brunch concerns, uh, but he didn't want to miss out on the action completely. So uh, he actually called into our listener line, uh, which of course for all of you is 802-432-TBTL. And uh, he left us a quick message for today's show. Hey y'all, it's Mike. I'm in the, bathroom at Shay Z, a lovely restaurant where we were having brunch with Emily's parents. I had a thought while I was watching my father-in-law horf down a cheeseburger in less than a minute. Um, first of all, I was kind of reminded of watching Bobby eat, but uh, I know you're about to record, so I'm hoping you get this message before you start. I know that last night before I bagged out on the show, you guys were talking about playing Luke's voicemail as the clip of the week. And I should have spoke up then, but I'll just say right now, I think that is a pretty terrible idea because we're already a podcast about a podcast. So let's try not to be so derivative all the time, like just come up with more of our own bits, you know. Uh, also, it would be great if we stopped talking about the Nerd Out Loud podcast all the time. I'm totally OK with Christy saying something if it fits naturally in the conversation. 
But us promoting that show week after goddamn week seems really excessive. So, um, guys, I got to wrap it up and get back out there. Uh, going to watch Ed inhale some cheesecake. But again, sorry I had to bail on you guys, but I'm really looking forward to hearing the show this week. Bye. Uh, once again, maybe just a little too uh, too late. That's awkward. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, I mean, we could do some editing, but nah. Uh, no. <laughs> As the editor of this show, I'm going to go ahead and say that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh yeah so thanks mike uh sorry miss cheesemonger talk too it happens uh we have some more housekeeping for you (laughs) uh christy why don't you go and then i'll talk about our next couple of episodes sure um our friend jack taylor of the pacific northwest ballet fame he has pledged a donation that anyone that but between now and January 31st, anyone that does five weeks of archiving, he will donate $5. And for everyone that gets 10, he will do $10. So everyone finish, hurry and finish because we need to upgrade our, our audio equipment or something. <laughs> something needs to be done. Um, and then also, Ashley, is it Gilliam? I believe so, yes. Okay. Ashley Gilliam of Texas just became the first 10 of 10s. She completed 10 weeks of archiving and is powering through more weeks. As That's we speak. amazing. Hooray. She's amazing. She did a week in less than two days. What? Because when I said that there's four people <clears throat> on their way to be 10 of 10, she's like, I have to do this. <laughs> I have to be the first one. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Yes. And thank you to everyone who's been mm-hmm. plowing through those. It's fun, right? I mean, it's it's enjoyable. I mean, maybe that much in a couple of days is a little much. It's probably yeah. more than I can handle. Yeah. Well, Meredith but, uh, has done a bunch. What do you say? Yeah, it's really fun. I had to take a little break because the last week you assigned me was Luke podcasting by himself and I <sighs> almost slipped my wrist by the end of it. Yeah. Um, but I will start back up and, and I may be almost to five. I don't know. I think if so. I'm not, I'll do a fifth for sure. Yeah, I think you, their next week is five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I wish that I, I mean, because if the website was accurate, we could know these and I could split them up and do maybe only two Luke per person. <laughs> <laughs> that well, and the bumper shoot episodes get people really upset or the <laughs> Sasquatch ones. This is why we're here. So that <laughs> yep. future generations of listeners don't have to make these mistakes. Right, right. <laughs> But the uh, archive has come in great. We've um, been able to use that a few times with the mm-hmm. 2000 show and some upcoming things that we're going to do. We've been able to just go in, keyword search, and find the episode. So thank you yeah. to everyone who's worked on that. And that's how I found the episode that I wanted to talk about on this show when I was a guest. Oh, awesome. It was, it was a show I had archived and forgot about but really enjoyed at the time. Which is an excellent segue, Meredith. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because uh, just a little bit of announcement uh, for the next couple of weeks uh, through the holidays, because of various traveling schedules and the fact that we're all sort of dealing with family stress and drinking heavily (laughs) or not in the case of Jeremy, um, uh, we are going to take a couple of weeks off from producing new shows, um, but we're not going to leave you in the lurch. Uh, We're going to have a couple of uh, Little Red Bandwagon and TBTL instant classic favorite 
gems from the archive episodes coming up for you, uh, including uh, the episode featuring Meredith as a guest on Little Red Bandwagon. You'll get that one in a couple of weeks, actually. It's going to be, I think, the last episode we rerun. Um, Before that, uh, we're going to talk to... uh, well, we're doing a TBTL episode about New Year's resolutions, so that'll be fun. We'll see how poorly our favorite TBTL hosts did on their resolutions <laughs> from the past. Uh, we're also going to do uh, an episode coming up, a Little Red Bandwagon classic, episode number 12. This is the one you're going to get on Christmas Day, your next episode, uh, with Andrew Fireball Boom Boom El Ropo P45 Hollywood Walsh. Uh, this is an episode for May of 2015 it was andrew's appearance as a guest on this very show uh and he talks about his favorite segment from tbtl history uh which comes from december 19th 2008 why it matters christmas movies uh with special guest tom tagney so it's a clip featuring a clip about christmas and putting it out on christmas day so we're going to be taking a break from new shows but do not take a break from little red bandwagon we are hand curating some excellent favorite episodes of our show and TBTL to give you until we get back in the new year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I was in commercial mode for a second, but right. it's worth it really. Uh, uh, we're, we're really put a lot of thought into what we want to share with you over the holidays and we think you'll enjoy it. I know I'm looking forward to it. Meredith, I feel like when we do housekeeping, we don't have anything f- from you for housekeeping. Do you have anything you need to keep us in, up to date on? I have so many cats, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but she that's all even... Duff's fault. Do you, do you even name them anymore? Is it just like the black one, <laughs> white face, poops outside the litter box, that yeah. kind of thing? It's just a revolving door of cats. They require. That's most of where my housekeeping comes in. No, I don't have anything to talk about. Um, let me just make a note here. Uh, we'll be off until animal control gets everything cleaned up at meredith's house don't tell the city how many i have (laughs) they're registered under just their color so there's four blacks but she just has black and five oranges orange Mm -hmm. so then there's really only three cats there right that's very cat racist yeah well (laughs) all right folks get involved visit us at littleredbandwagon.com you can find us on facebook little red bandwagon and on the stens page our twitters i'm at rl pape christy is at kissy eyes k-i-s-s-i-e-y-e-s and meredith is at meredith underscore mayhan no why uh drew mcfrizz not with us today but you just heard his message uh that's mike frizzell of course at drew mcfrizz uh, senior producer Jeremy Holmes is at Dadstronaut, and the show Twitter is LRB Podcast. Shoot us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a message just like Mike did at 802-432-TBTL. And this is the part of the show where we usually promo the next episode of Nerd Out Loud, but we already did that. Go hear me and Mike pretend we know anything about Star Wars. <sighs> If you uh, like at, TBTL, you'll like that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It's a very TBTL intensive episode of Nerd Out Loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm sure we confused the hell out of the regular NOL. <laughs> <listeners. laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and that's it. Uh, so, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? Okay. Until next time, buy a Tis Best card. <laughs> different and, ring to it. And stickers. Yep. And archive some episodes. And wait for cake. 
these uh, these sign-offs are getting really long in the tooth. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Nailed it. I was watching this before, and again, maybe blame it on the menopause, but that got me. <laughs>